grace and mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for today is from Revelation chapter 7. And I heard the number of the sealed, 144,000 sealed from every tribe of the sons of Israel. And after this I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number from every tribe and every nation and all the peoples and languages standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Dear friends, when John writes this book of Revelation, he is exiled on the island of Patmos, probably a Roman penal colony. The Roman authorities in John's time were beginning to enforce cult worship of the emperor of Rome, and Christians were dying for their faith in Christ Jesus. Many of John's apostolic brothers were dead already for their missionary work in spreading the gospel, and because of the pressure of that culture, many Christians were advocating for a policy of compromise, both in doctrine and practice in their newly minted Christian churches. John, in the midst of all of this, is sent an angel by God to receive the revelation of Jesus Christ. In John chapter 6, right before the text that we are looking at today, John gets a glimpse of what is coming for the world as Jesus himself opens the seals to show John what is coming and what is coming. Jesus opens the first seal and John is invited to behold a white horse and a rider with a bow in hand and a crown on his head to head into the world bent on conquest. Jesus opens the second seal and John sees a fiery red horse with a rider, large sword in hand, sent into the world to take peace from this earth and to make men slay each other. Jesus opens the third seal to reveal to John a black horse and a rider with scales in hand to bring famine unto the earth. Jesus opens the fourth seal to reveal a pale horse with a rider on him whose name was Death. And hell followed on his heels, who will bring death to a fourth of the earth by the sword, by famine, by pestilence, and by wild beasts. Jesus opens the fifth seal, and John sees the martyrs of the faith under the altar of God, who had died because of their confession of Christ, crying out from under that altar, O sovereign, holy Lord, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood to those who dwell on the earth? Jesus opens the sixth seal and reveals to John a great earthquake on earth that turns the sky black, the moon to blood, and causes stars to fall from the sky, and causes kings of the earth, the rich and the mighty, the slave and the free, to flee and hide and call to the mountains, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who is seated on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the day of wrath has come, and who can stand? So tell me, if you were John and you saw this, what would you think? Would you be happy to join that merry band of Christians, hated by the world, pursued by the government, killed in stadiums and on crosses by sword and spear and arrow? And then Jesus shows you these six seals of what is to come for his people and his church. Would you join? I'm telling you, my heart would melt like wax, as I'm sure John's did. 
We as Christians may look at this world and say, you know, it has been a good run for the last couple of decades, but tribulation is coming again. I tell you the truth, it is not only coming for us again in Canada, but it has been this way for Christians around this globe since Jesus ascended into the heavens. The first six seals in the book of Revelation do not bring comfort to me as I read them, just as they did not for John as Jesus opened them to him. But then we come to today's lesson in Revelation. John records in 7 verse 1 that he sees an angel with the seal of the living God come from the rising sun, and he comes and says to the angels who wait on the four corners of the earth that come to harm earth and sea, he says, wait, do not harm them. Do not harm the earth or the sea or the trees until we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. Then John hears a number, 144,000. Amidst the death and the famine and the plague and the war, among the kings and the princes and the slaves and the free, those who hide from the day of the coming of God's wrath, God sends his army out. This 144,000 is not the church triumphant, as many people think. This 144,000 is the church militant, God's numbered ones, sealed by the sign of the cross upon their foreheads. Those 144,000 are heading into the world to walk into the onslaught of the valley of the shadow of death. And that is where you are today. You have been sealed in the waters of your baptism. You have received the sign of the cross both upon your forehead and upon your hearts, marking you as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. You are a part of the church militant, and this world wants to kill you. The devil wants to kill you. And even your own flesh will work to subvert the truth that you have been taught from the Holy Scriptures. Do you remember your confirmation or when you joined the Lutheran church and made a profession of faith? This was the words that were asked of you. Do you intend to live according to the word of God and in faith, word, and deed to remain true to God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, even unto death? And if it was me, I would have asked you again, do you intend to continue steadfast in this confession and church and to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from it. In your baptism, you were baptized into Jesus' death. And now in that baptism, you are at enmity with the world. You are in battle with the devil, and you are at odds with your own flesh. You stand in the same place that John stood. You see a world that doesn't want your Savior, doesn't give two rips about your faith and will chastise you and ridicule you and push you to walk away from your Savior and his church. The devil will entice you. He will promise you stuff and power and money and leisure and pleasure just to give in and walk away from Jesus' word and his sacraments. Your own flesh will say, it's okay just once, or I will try it and come out okay on the other side. Or Sunday mornings are for sleeping in. Or there are more exciting things to do than read the Word of God. As warriors in the church militant, 
you will do battle with the world and the devil and the flesh. And if you depend on yourselves, you will lose. You will make mistakes. You will be bent by the world and given to temptation and walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And you may say with kings and the mighty and the slave and the free, for great day of God's wrath has come. And who can stand? It seems to echo the words of the psalmist who says, If you, O Lord, kept the record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? I look at my own life and I think the very same thing. O Lord, how could I possibly stand before you on the day of judgment? As a warrior in your church, I have run from battle. I have given in to my weak flesh. I have broken my oath. I have failed. I have faltered. I have fallen. However, like John, I am bolstered by what I hear. Dear friends, be assured, if the Lord kept a record of sins, you would not stand on judgment day. There would be no standing before the Lord. But you shall stand before the Lord, because with God there is forgiveness. And in that forgiveness you are sealed. Sealed in the waters of your baptism. Sealed into the death of Christ. And that means no matter how much we suffer on this earth, as we fulfill the mission of God, God will protect us unto life everlasting. Jesus did not come to give his church militant or the baptized or confirmands or you here at Riverbend a fighting chance. He came to fight for you and win. His death was not a battle that could have gone either way. Jesus took your sin in his body on the cross. Your sins are forgiven and come what may, Mistakes or failures, falterings and falling down, come bayonet or bullet or bomb, prison or persecution, sword or spear, God the Son has died and paid for your sin and his proclamation from the cross, it is finished. Christ defeated sin and the devil for your sake and in his resurrection gives you the promise of everlasting life. In today's lesson from John, or from Revelation, John sees one more thing. And he records this. And after all of this, I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. That, dear friends, is the church triumphant. Not the 144,000, but an uncountable multitude of God's victorious and resurrected church who are proclaiming him who won for them salvation by his death and resurrection. A couple Saturdays ago, last Saturday actually, the elders and myself and Kathy sat down with our confirmands and I said something rather cryptic to them that I will explain in the sermon today, I said, without the church, you'll die. It's true. And today, you get to eat and drink Christ's very body and blood, of which Jesus says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Once again, we today, God's church of grace, the church militant, 
join the church of glory at the feast of the table of our Lord for the forgiveness of our sins and the strengthening of our faith unto life everlasting. Come and take and eat, dear friends, for in Christ we win. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com, call us at 780-430-7382, or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.